0: This week on Marketing and Google is subtracting Google+.
1: <laughs> Facebook's getting some new tools.
0: And Google's new Home Hub product, how it may have an impact on you.
1: And we also talked about frogs that are screaming and where to find them on the internet.
0: And Jess talked about tomatoes and tomatoes, all on this week's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. We record live every Friday from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Join us each week for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. I'm Jess Bud, And it is officially Marketing O'Clock here at Cypress North on October 12th, 2018. Remember, you can catch us live here without a net on YouTube Fridays. 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard, or you can consume us at your own pace on your favorite podcasting player.
1: Absolutely, and don't forget to head over to marketingclock.com to follow along with the links from today's articles and all of the notes from our show.
0: All right, first up this week, Project Strobe, protecting your data, improving third-party APIs, and sunsetting consumer Google+. Basically, Google has announced a new Project, Project Strobe, (laughs) which is a root and branch review of third-party developer access to Google account and Android device data, and to look at the philosophy around the access of that data. And one thing that was uncovered with all of the data that's being used is that 500,000 Google Plus users had their data being vulnerable. Um, The data that was vulnerable wasn't any messages or anything back and forth. It was name, email address, occupation, gender, and age. And this happened back in March 2018, back when we were talking about (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg drinking water in front of the congressional uh, hearings and all that. But this wasn't Mm. announced until uh, this week. So did
1: they just find it, though? Or have they been just like waiting for the dust to settle and to announce a new breach? Because I feel like we always talk about those.
0: Yeah, I mean they announced on themselves by themselves that it was it was March 2018 when this was found. So the answer there was a Google Plus data breach shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut it down. And so the consumer version of Google Plus is no more. RIP in peace Google Plus. Now, what was also announced which is fairly interesting is that Google has said that at the same time they have enterprise customers that find great value in Google+.
1: Who are these enterprise customers? I have no <laughs> idea. It's not us. Maybe we could find their name, email address, and phone number. <laughs> Here we go.
0: <laughs> I will uh, jump on the dark web and find those uh, those fancy folks that love using it for enterprise. Uh, but the review internally said that this is more of a business to business, like just an enterprise product. And, and I actually could see that being... Similar to something like Facebook's workplace, you know, Mm. where it's sort of this level up from Slack, where it's more communication than something like a base camp. I don't know if that's what they're going to be using it for. Um, Facebook Workplace is still pretty rough, at least the last time we we used it here. But so it doesn't mean an actual end of Google Plus, more just the consumer facing Google Plus, and. we as marketers and just I, I guess anybody that could see the value in having some of that targeting, we're really excited about Google Plus because if Google were to do it right, you'd have all this new data that you could see from all the users and be able to target in that 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 way. Now no, the Google kind of did Google Plus wrong, and that never really materialized. <laughs> Bummer. And that's something that I just, just struggle with, that you know, how do you find that kind of data and how do you find those signals, which is why, as we heard here last week, there's still this <laughs> heavy reliance on links, and we're still having this conversation in 2018. But I think there's a few major takeaways from this, and one is always focus on what works. For some people, mm. the Google Plus was a great platform to... Uh, increase their brand, their their personal brand, maybe their brand in a way, just to show that they were doing some some things there. But for most people, all, a lot of those hours are are fairly wasted. Um, and then also just make sure that you're diversifying what you're doing. You know, if you're like, oh, man, <laughs> I'm 100% in. All my eggs are in this Google Plus basket. You got some pretty spoiled eggs right now. And so you <laughs> in always <a> want <laughs> <basket>. to <laughs> so <you always> <laughs> diversify.
1: Fair enough. I I, I don't want to harp too much on it, but something stuck out to me in that article too. They said that ninety percent of the Google Plus sessions were less than five seconds. It's so like that's really really sad. That's, yeah, that's, that's really great. sad. I do most things for more than five seconds. So most things. Most things. Okay, great. Is that it? That's it. What's All right. Up? Well, um, to a social network that isn't going away, Facebook has revealed a new what they're calling diagnostic tool, I'll put that in quotes, available to folks that are in the Facebook Marketing Partners program. The tool is called Creative Compass, and it's aimed at better measuring the impact of ad creative. It's basically a set of scorecards that grade you on things like visuals and brand association, message comprehension, believability, which I think is an interesting one, and emotional reward. It's meant to give advertisers insight into how likely their audience is to take action after seeing the ad, which, again, I think is pretty neat. I mean, it's not just about how people clicked through anymore or whether or not they clicked through, especially on a social network, um, you know, where people maybe aren't necessarily in the moment looking for something like they are in search. So it's good to have some of these other metrics to look at. Um, it's good to know if your creative is resonating excuse me, with people. Um, This is just available, like I said, for people in the partners program, but if you're not in the program yet, they did also announce that they're going to be expanding the program to bring in more consultants and smaller agencies. So they want to provide more support for smaller and medium sized businesses, which I think is great, especially if they're going to be creating a tool like this that I feel like, you know, matters a lot for people, especially Mm -hmm. on a smaller scale. So cool stuff.
0: Great. And one note on the individual, um, the consultant side, I know that there was some offering and they do have a course as well mm. to correspond with that. And the course is $99, <laughs> just, just so you know. Um, so if anybody's <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's just, it, they're still going to try to wrangle $99 from your hands in order for you to take this course. But yeah, I think that's something that honestly Facebook's sort of overlooked that Google's really done a better job at is... is well, actually, Google hasn't done a better job at it. Their their new their wow. new certified mar, or their partner program is difficult, but it's something I think that whoever I guess owns this space of really catering towards everybody and not just the elite kind of, you know, top tier brands mm-hmm. is gonna really see it pay off. And you're gonna get people on the hook, get that trust, get that familiarity, and not treat everybody like outcasts. This is this is a great step for for Facebook.
1: Well said, Greg.
0: All right, next up, Google's smart home ecosystem has arrived. Wee. And Google had a big product launch where we found out about the Pixel 3, the Pixel Slate. And also, the one thing that I think really makes sense from a marketing perspective is the Home Hub. And the Home Hub is a very Googly assistant with a big screen interface. That's and nice. yeah, it's great for finding things out quickly. I could see it being uh, very useful in, in a kitchen. Again, you can <laughs> use it as like a clock or something in your room and be like, hey, let me see my schedule. <laughs> All well, right. What time
1: is it? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. If, that, that's a little advanced for a clock. Okay.
1: Watch out. <laughs> Big ideas.
0: But I think it, it comes with a bunch of, of free plans. so You can get people on YouTube Red or um, YouTube TV, a bunch of that a bunch of those kind of those plans out there um, that might get some more adoption. But I think, I think it's nice. And and one difference between this home hub and Amazon's echo show is the fact that the home hub doesn't have a camera. And I think that, that that might appeal towards some people, especially yes. when you're like, Oh, back in March, Google <laughs> plus leaks my data. <laughs> like, all right, I don't care if there's not a camera on there and you're going to yeah. clearly miss the ability to, to do video calling and things like that. But in reality, like, do you really, to do that. Like, I need to call you on my home. <laughs> <hall."> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go downstairs into the kitchen to call you. Um, so I think it, it's it's really nice. And the thing that really sets it apart in my in my mind is the fact that it's $149. It's $20 more than their main speaker, and it is significantly less than Amazon's offering. So Amazon's Echo Show is $230 and wow. Home Hub is $149. So something to, to consider is Last holiday season, everything was about, you know, these assistants and getting people minis and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is set up in a way that is almost going to be some sort of a lost leader. Maybe not a lost leader, but to, to get people to, to make that switch and buy into Google. That's, that's the big thing. And at this price point, having a full-featured display, it's – we – Two weeks ago, we talked about Google's next 20 years and about discovery and having all these different options that are kind of outside of search. And this, to me, is like cementing that next step, Mm -hmm. right? We've got these really affordable, really helpful tools that can get you the information that you want right at the minute you need it, um, that that's where a lot of this kind of information finding and and where search is evolving to. So I think that this is, uh, out of everything announced, that, that, that Home Hub on an affordable basis... And a really nice looking display that could be used. And no cameras. <laughs> no camera. I think of some of the <laughs> adoption of that. So
1: Yeah, for sure. You can get it for grandma and no one's gonna she's not gonna think anyone's spying on her. So it's a nice gift. Absolutely. Well, um, so Google may not be spying on you with the Home Hub, but they are going to be listening to a small percentage of calls from ads for quality assurance. So they are spying on us. They are spying on us, but you have to opt in and, and more on that in a minute. But yes, Google is listening. Here is a direct quote from a Google spokesperson. Fraud in the advertising calls ecosystem is a growing issue and we are committed to combating it and improving call quality for consumers. We've introduced a program in the U.S. to record a small fraction of calls and call ads. Our efforts will help prevent spam and other negative user experiences as well as reduce wasted marketing spend for advertisers. So I like that they end it with a little like bonus for us.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Your face. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Um. So what we know so far is that this is a US thing only for now. I'm sure that will change. It applies to call extensions as well as call only ads. And you do have to opt in for this um, if you want to, and you will want to. You can accept the terms in your Google Ads account settings. It's just right in there. The reason you're going to want to do this, even though that means Google's listening, is that if you opt out, you're kind of stuck right where you are. You won't be able to edit any of your existing call extensions or call-only ads, and you certainly won't be able to add any more. So definitely something to look out um, if you go to try and create those and you haven't opted in. You're not going to be able to. The bad news, I guess, is that Google isn't going to share any of the, the records with you. What is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> so don't even ask. <laughs> they're listening and they're not going to share it with you, which is kind of a bummer because if you want to talk about what's good for advertisers and helping us out like they did at the end of that quote is, you know, I mean, we could record our own calls, I suppose, but it would be nice to know what they think is quality Yeah, and what's it'd be not. really nice. Right?
0: I, I mean, that's that's... Why would I want to give that information away and not see, not hear some of that?
1: Yeah. Well, that doesn't why, make any sense. But that's why they're trapping you, right? Is you have to opt into this basically if you want to use this feature at all. So, unless you're, you know, advertising outside of the US. So, again, this is really something more according to them about protecting users from spam and fraudulent advertising. But there is that shining hope that Google's going to use this data maybe to help some of their automation and optimization and help us do better. But again, it doesn't really seem that way. They kind of just stuck that in there, I think for our benefit, but look out.
0: Yes. And that that actually is a good reminder to other marketers and advertisers out there that recording calls that come in can be really helpful yeah. Right, you can see that somebody might be clicking on the wrong thing, and and not the ad dollars could be wasted, and it's totally inaccurate. And you can also see, hey, there's way more relevancy here, right? A phone mm-hmm. call is not always a phone call, and Google knows that, and Google sees it, and wants to record you on it. So <laughs> um, that's something that we do here. Look mm-hmm. at your local legalities around it, but it is definitely something worth value, and Google knows it. So hey, you should be recording your own calls too if you think there's any value to it.
1: Absolutely. Google at their own game.
0: All right. And that brings us to this week's lightning round. (laughs) First up, Facebook is introducing (laughs) portal, their version of a video calling and messaging piece of hardware. And it is a 10 inch uh, display and it lets you video call, uh, through messenger. Um, and you can also use it ties in with, uh, The voice control and Alexa as well. And it is a $199 USD. And there's also a version, a larger version for $349. How much larger? um, I don't know, to be honest with
1: you. It's got to be a lot larger.
0: I would think so. I mean, it's $150 larger. Is that a a unit of measurement? That is a USD. (laughs) (laughs) And so with Portal, you can call people. And, you know, I think. Facebook's a little behind here where they've got all again we talked about Google not having this user kind of an in, in interest data as much as is that Facebook has got all the all the data on people <laughs> but they don't have anything you know any real products that are Facebook specific other you know than some Oculus stuff but then this is kind of their foray into more hardware and <laughs> I don't really know you can control it by saying hey portal
1: that's cute Yeah, hey, portal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Call Jess, portal.
1: Portal. Oh, my God. Okay. We'll
0: we'll have to see about that. Maybe you
1: can change that command, hopefully. I mean,
0: I hope so. Hey, George. Hey, portal. All right. (laughs) That's it.
1: Okay. So, Fans of bulk editing, which I think most of us are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bulk candy? Bulk editing? Bulk editing and bulk
1: editing. Ooh, tis the season. (laughs) Can't wait to talk about candy at some point this month. Anyway, fans of Bulk will be pleased to know that Bing has announced in-market audience support within Bing Ads Editor. So this applies to both your targeting and your negative audiences. Yay. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Forest all right. Style.
0: Next up in the lightning round, Google's Danny Sullivan, on the Twitter handle at Search Liaison, had given an update on an update about, <laughs> and he <laughs> labeled it that, as Danny is one of the uh, funniest people in the industry, which is... Great that he's for Google here now. But he said, here's an update about updates, updates to our search algorithms. And he says, as explained before, there's usually a release or one or more changes uh, once a day. Most of little, little noticeable change, but help us to continually improve search. Goes on to say that there was a confirmed larger update on the 24th, that this update wasn't specific to anything. And he cited the example of, um, page speed, being uh, a specific example of how to kind of make corrections, and he went on to say that if there is an update and there is some sort of kind of way to help webmasters adhere to that update, they'll let us know. This was not. This is. We want to. Uh, the the the. Well, I actually, why don't I let you guess? Oh. So, what do you think the recommendation from? Danny and Google is on this update specifically, if you want to do better in search.
1: Keep serving your users, and there's nothing you can really do. Exactly.
0: Better (laughs) content for your users. Serve them well. Serve them properly. And he also cited the uh, search rater quality guidelines. It just, again, is kind of a a basis, a groundwork to take a look at things. Um, It doesn't actually have an intrinsic impact on any kind of search results, what those raters are, but it's how they determine quality content so find that all mm. in the show notes today
1: thank you for that update on the update of the update greg
0: absolutely you've been updated
1: <laughs> it's a brand new day for pandora advertisers the platform has finally <laughs> launched analytics tools they're calling it insights lab which i think is cute i like that lab makes it sound like you can kind of work with the data rather than just look at it so check out the show notes for sure for all of the information on the specific stuff that you can look at. The goal here is to help advertisers navigate and measure the audio ecosystem and deliver the best audio campaigns that are hyper-personalized at scale. That is a quote from Pandora. Um, I like it. I don't advertise on Pandora, but from what I understand, they have had little to no analytics data, basically, up until now. So this is kind of a big deal. Very exciting. And if you're curious about advertising on Pandora, now is probably the time because you could do some optimization. Uh, Bonus. The... The Pandora has announced an exclusive advertising partnership with SoundCloud that's starting in 2019, too, which means that advertisers on Pandora, again, if you're one of those, will have access to roughly 200 million ears, is the math that I'm doing because they said 100 million people. Most people have two ears. Oh. So 100 million people, (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then one other follow up point on this you know, Lab is short for. Laboratory. But I like Mm -hmm. words that you can say in different ways. We can say laboratory. Laboratory. Isn't that what like?
1: Dexter's. Laboratory. Laboratory. Laboratory.
0: I just like words like that. Finance or finance, if you're super sophisticated.
1: Tomato, tomato.
0: There you go. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Last up this week, Google or YouTube, which is owned by Google, is cracking down on duplicate content videos. It's been a serious issue, YouTube says, where mm-hmm. people are producing the duplicate duplicated content in order to make some ad revenue off of that. And if you are deep, and that's, I mean, we're just tisk, tisk. savaged by this here at Marketing O'Clock. <laughs> people just trying to take this wonderful content in, in, <laughs> in profit. But essentially, you are going to be kicked off of the YouTube Partner Program. Mm-hmm. And you'll have 30 days to reapply. So stop stealing our content, yo. Yeah. It's ours. <laughs> yo. All right. And that brings us to this week's must-read marketing article of the week. A mar- marketing article so advanced, so detailed, that we cannot cover it all here. And this, is from, this week's is from Screaming Frog, the wonderful tool that is a must-have for every marketer's toolbox. And this week they put out an article called How to Audit and Validate Accelerated Mobile Pages, a.k.a. AMP. And they broke it down into two different ways to use Screaming Frog to audit your AMP pages. And one is you can crawl the full site, and the other is that you can upload specific URLs to have them um, audited separately. And they do a great job showing exactly what you can do, how you can find the errors, how you can uncover everything. And you can do it all with just the regular Screaming Frog tool. You can do it nearly anything you need to do on the internet with the Screaming Frog
1: tool. It is a great tool. Big,
0: big fan, fans. And little known fact, there is a video of a frog actually screaming on
1: YouTube. We should duplicate it and make Don't money. Don't do that. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> anyway, head on over to the link in our show notes and you can see all of that in its full glory on Screaming Frog. And that does it for today's show. It is now mm-hmm. officially not marketing o'clock, but remember... You can catch all of the content here on marketingclock.com or in the descriptions below. And please make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to com for links to all the articles that we covered. And if you're still listening, welcome to this week's segment of Shooting the Heck with Jess and Greg, where we don't talk about anything <laughs> marketing.
1: We shoot the heck.
0: Shoot the heck. And this week, I've got a new segment within Shooting the Heck called Pull Coals in This. Okay. I was thinking about this on the, drive, the drive-in, the drive that when you say somebody – we use all these, these similes where you say, like, this guy's cold as ice. And then some people have, like, risen above it. There's a quarterback in the NFL, Matt Ryan. He's called Matty Ice. And there's a guy on Real World Challenge, which you know I love, and he now is NBC TV show, Johnny Bananas, because I think he's like crazy as
1: a His name is Johnny Bananas?
0: Well, I mean, they, they call him that. But to me, it's like <laughs> that in the society where we're like dumbifying everything down, and we we say things like AF, and we can't even oh, spell God. things out.
1: Well, that's a key for swearing, right? Okay, so, you're, we're shooting so the hat. You're, here's my thought. Poke holes in this.
0: We drop the simile aspect of it. So I say... Man, that guy is the other side of the pillow. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, you know, just the cool. He just No is? more cool ass. Yeah. You say is. Yeah. So you like Johnny Bananas, Matty Ice. I like that. You say like, hey, Jess, <laughs> Jesse Cucumber.
1: <laughs> cool. Oh, because I'm cool. Yeah. What do you okay. think? Do you think that can stick? I like that. Yeah. All right. It reminds me of, do you remember that movie, Boys and Girls? With Freddie Prince Jr. like way back in the day, and the no, girl, but and I like know
0: Freddie Prince Jr. Big yeah. fan.
1: Are you? Are can. you? <laughs> <laughs> well, they were, they what was were, that? Summer Catch. He's in Summer yeah, Catch, right? Great, a great,
0: great flick.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, film. Film, rather it's not. A That's a,
0: a disservice <laughs> to call it a flick. <laughs>
1: So boys and girls, he's on this date with this girl and she's like trying to show him how cool he is. And she's like, you got to insult people without insulting them. So you just say something super obvious. And she's like, oh, that guy over there, he walks with two legs. Like, of course he does. That's pretty good. I feel like it's kind of like this. And I've said that for years, but no one ever gets So let's reference. test it out in theory. I'm like, yeah. all right,
0: Freddie Prince, <coughs> Freddie Coconut.
1: What? <laughs> I, can, I, I can poke cra- holes in that and get
0: milk out Wait. crazy as a coconut right something like is that is that a thing Chicka chick Boom. boom freddy, freddy freddy fox <laughs> smart as a fox
1: freddy right. flicks because he's in movies freddy clam <laughs> what? calm as a clam <laughs> Stay. <laughs> Keep calm <laughs> and Freddie okay. Prince. All right, <laughs> we didn't poke any holes. We created. Okay. Caverns. Right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>